Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Podcast. Episode 165. What's going on, bro? <clears throat> um, can you see that? What I'm looking at looks like kind of like a uh, well, it looks like a little figurine. Uh, it's holding something in its hand, and uh, it has a um, you know, um, kind of like a uh, jester hat. On, no, a Statue of Liberty hat on. I'm not sure. What am I looking at here, Teach? Well, I thought you would, you might recognize it just because you've seen it in that. person. The little princess, right? They, okay, that, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what did I remember? What I said? I said, "Hey, man, you know how I know that Budapest is still one of the last frontiers is that there's actually you can't find uh, souvenirs of this figurine." anywhere in the city man so uh i do it's awesome that you kind of made something and we're talking about the the uh little princess if you anybody wants to google it to uh uh the figurine statue look up statues budapest and it'll come up it looks a little bit like this this looks like a younger version basically yes, and this yeah. one um is supposed to be holding a uh a spray paint can okay oh. it was a uh, a little cupid it had wings on it and so i ripped the wings off and it had a bow in its hand, so I clipped it off, and then I put like another little piece of uh, um, uh, magic um, sculpt on here for its finger. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. I mean, to be little honest, little French statue. This is. I mean, I, you know, I, I explored the city when I, when I went back. It's so funny. If you want to go back and listen to the episodes, I mean, around 2000, I would say 18. I I went to Budapest and we. Uh, I talked about the statue, and honestly, I have a way better picture, so one second. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the reason why I've done it, of course, is because that's where we're going uh, next month. And um, can you pull up that uh, picture of the cat sculpture that, yes. uh, that I sent you? Yeah, um, right here, I got it. Basically, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to do a clear um, casting of this cat. It's basically a Cheshire cat with three ears, or they're all here and here. <laughs> and then, uh, so I'm gonna do a clear casting of this. I'm gonna make a mold of this first, and then I'm gonna do a clear cast uh, sculpture inside, right behind where it says get lost. Oh. And so uh, I'm gonna see if I can find a gallery or maybe a, <clears throat> if I'm lucky, maybe a museum that I could leave it at when I'm in uh, Budapest. And then, you know, probably cast a few more and leave them around the city. Oh man, that's awesome, man. Okay, here's But this my... will just be for one. Just you know, this guy is <laughs> there's no way I can cast that thing. It's got too many little details and sure. You know, goes no way. Still, but people recognize it from the hat, man. I mean, here's the picture I took, um, which is a way better picture than <laughs> what you saw online, obviously, right? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um and, and you could just see the emotion and the detail in the face, man. And I was just surprised. I was like, dude, this is to me, it was like the crown art piece of the entire city man and i couldn't believe that nobody had like uh you know commercial merchandised it <laughs> merchandised it yeah which is a beautiful thing you know i mean it you know yeah, here's but, a uh, <clears throat> actually here's another little uh image of the i can't actually cut a stencil for it I'm gonna be taking that over to their production office tomorrow but dude check it out i got one more <laughs> Ooh, okay one more you got uh, a pack of baseball cards man it's in the baseball, baseball season, cards right? So, you know what's funny, man? Okay, so the other day, 
Um, I saw I was looking on uh, Hot Hand Sports cards, and they were opening up a pack of the new UFC cards, right? And then for UFC, obviously, I'm a fucking expert, like in terms of uh, fighting, you know what I mean? But the people opening Dude, he it, sent me a Joe Rogan card. No, they sent me a Joe Rogan card. I gave that to you, brother. <laughs> oh, you did. I'm into the card thing too, man. You know what I mean? So okay. like, I figure I say, this is a good investment, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, not a lot of people would be able to appreciate that, but no, it's funny because like, you know, as they were opening the cards, I was like, Oh my God, it's Sung Wei Lee. Oh my God. It's Izzy Adesanya. Oh my, you know, and then they, they, they didn't really know, uh, the cards as well. So they couldn't, uh, you know, read them. Okay. Teach has got his, uh, reading glasses on. <laughs> Well, right. Dude, I'm, the, the writing is so small. Why does it have to be so small? Huh? <laughs> Why does the writing have to be so damn small on these damn things? Let's see the okay. Color. Jeans, um, and even with these damn glasses on, dude, I can barely even read it. Yeah, I can't even read this, this last name. I'm going to hold it up, and I'm going to see if you can read it for me. Can't. Can you? See? Next. Next card. Yeah, next. It's not anyone that I recognize or whatever. Um, Alex? Alec? Good grief, dude. I swear to <laughs> What team is he on? Um, that is the uh, Phillies. Okay. We got a Dodger. Okay, we got a Dodger here. Um, future star. Uh, Gavin... Low, dude. I Gavin cannot... Lux. Yes, Gavin Lux. <laughs> All right, got one from Cincinnati. That's a good uh, card. I could care less about that guy. Um, I know my Dodgers at least, man. You know. <laughs> Colin, Mul dude, I cannot read the name on these. Uh, I, I think we got to move on to the next segment, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me see if there's another Dodgers. Let me just see. Mariners, Athletics. Oh, that's an old person. Mark McGuire? What? Dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey. That, that, that looks that's like a, a fucking amazing card right there, dude. That looks like Holy a classic shit. uh UF. Nice, man. Yeah, dude. That's that's a uh wow, Mark McGuire. Holy shit. Okay. And then the rest. Yeah. I mean Dude! Holy cow, Mark McGuire. <laughs> Stoked. Hey, David, you watching this? <laughs> Check that out, dude. Want to trade? No. I mean, is that Mark McGuire is like old as fuck, right? Is, like, I'm just saying. Or am dude, I he, he, a different he, Mark uh, McGuire? <laughs> um, you know, after, was it uh, Hank Aaron or uh, Babe Ruth or whatever? Hank Aaron. Um, he was the next one. Like, during the season, he hit 66. Yeah, he hit the most runs. home runs, right? I know. I'm just saying it, yeah. it's, it's weird that. He was that, jacked that up on juice, of course, but, you know. <laughs> hold on so teach going back we, we kind of like we were well the sculpture thing the reason oh, why yeah. i brought that up was you mentioned something about sculptures oh yeah yeah exactly that was the segue i was going to use i was going to say basically that if you hadn't heard of the news recently um and i wanted to see how you feel about this you know being that you know you're sculpting things and then you're you're an artist too right <laughs> So uh, in the news recently, there is an Italian artist that auctioned off an invisible sculpture for 15,000 euro or $18,300. So, uh, you know, his name is Salvador Garau. And uh, uh, here's what he looks like, man. Um, before I pull up, uh, you, you know, his other stuff, I wanted to just know your initial reaction to uh, when you heard that in the news, because I'm sure you did, right? <laughs> Dude got paid, right? Yeah. Okay. Kudos to that dude for getting paid for nothing. <laughs> but a con it's a concept. It's concept art. You know what I mean? So that's what you're selling. You're selling the concept and you know. See he sold it. That's about <laughs> all I got to say about that. He sold it. I okay, I think that's a great answer. So here's the here's a um here's kind of like the uh the the concept of it. So what I'm looking at here, I think this could be a stock footage which which uh you know, at the end of the day, but what I'm just saying is like what I've, he's actually known for is, um, it, you know, he actually did this concept. So he kind of had a, 
he already he's known for doing these invisible statues, man. <laughs> so basically, yeah, this is a few years ago. This is his uh his Buddha <laughs> in contemplation in the uh, Italian plaza. This is so. A few so years it's just ago. a creative name, and the dude puts some tape around a spot, and that's it. Yeah, there's a tape on the floor. So this is like tape yeah. art, actually, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It flex on this. <laughs> so, you know, my thing is I was just like, man, dude, what a way to launder money, man. When I just thought, you know, for, for a second, I was hey, thinking. you know what? One thing you can say, dude doesn't have to worry about breaking anything during shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it's just kind of like I was like, wow, man, this this is kind of like a slap in the face to other artists. But talk about like, nah, no, nah, I don't see it like that. You don't see it like that? Okay, okay. No, you know, I'm not offended by it. Like I said, dude got paid. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's like kind of, you know, people are talking about it. I just feel like it's like, hey, if you know, he's Italian. If you know, they if some corporation obviously wants, someone's got too much money. Yeah, if some corporation wants to go with legit. And start an art company because they have, uh, you know, some stolen art pieces, you know, from the underworld or something like that. It How do they know it's not stolen, you know? <laughs> well, he made it, right? So he uh, can make more of them, too. So he's got that. So when they deliver it, they're like, hey, you got stolen. Where'd it go? Well, you know, here's the thing. I looked at some of his <laughs> other stuff, man. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is kind of like a marketing tool. So he spent like, somebody spent like $18,000 to basically put this artist on the map because I never heard of him before. Uh, and you know, he has 5,000 followers. Shit, I have more followers than this guy. Um, and then, uh, you know, if I look at his art, it's kind of like it's interesting. I mean, I guess it's just like, uh, a few oh, it looks a bit abstract. And what you got some flower yeah. and stuff, you know, some flower. Remember, tits and flowers, man, that's what sells, right? So, yes, uh, pretty you know, colors, pretty colors, flowers, tits. <laughs> he's abstract. definitely using that, uh, uh, you know, and. You know, his first post on Instagram was... Wait, whoa, whoa, go back, go back, go back to that landscape. I love the landscape. The landscape's great. I don't yeah, know, man. This is, not too, this is not too clean, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that is what's called a la prima, which means all wet. Um, you know, first one layer, basically. And for that particular style, I, I like it. See, I mean, I, I, I see the clouds and it has uh, corresponding shadows right here. <laughs> um you know like the grass looks good look I, I'm, I'm just i'm just looking at it from a pure lame i see the clouds with corresponding <laughs> you know, my, my opinion my opinion doesn't mean shit but if the guy if homeboy is selling you know art for a visible art for eighteen thousand dollars it's worthy of discussion you know and then i'm gonna see what he's doing you know but i definitely feel like this is not too clean right here i mean you could have cleaned this up a little bit but that's just me like you, you, you don't know. see the figures in there um not really it looks like i mean like yeah you know why Hmm. See, because I, it's a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, like the the grass is nice, you know. I mean, I like I like the grass part. You know, some of these are like you know little bushes right here, but right here, I'm just like, look, this corner right here is definitely. I'm like, gonna, <laughs> getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, you like you know, what I mean, it looks like I don't I don't know, but like that's just my commentary. Okay, my if you were to ever have that piece in your house, you would just constantly look at it like, goddamn, that one corner really annoys me. I'm yeah, just gonna and, go get some paint. I'm gonna get some of my own paint, and I'm just gonna fix that. And you know, well, you know what much? though, people would be like, now the person that owns this. uh the landscape would be like, oh, this is the guy that sold the invisible painting, man. Like that, that's like, that's the, oh, yeah. uh, you know, gives I mean, it so, more value. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, exactly. Branding. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you know, so I, I figure, you know, since we're talking about invisible statues, um, we might as, I, I, you know, I was looking at this um, website, interestingengineering.com, and they basically brought up a few of, like, it says the 13 most creative statues. And I figured we can like bring them up as we wait for our guests today to come on the show. And, uh, yeah. you know, I figure we don't do this too often. We uh, critique <clears throat> some art and, or just take a look at it and give our opinion. But, you know, Whoa. you know, so this one's called Force of Nature. Um, I like that. We're looking you know, at it's, kind of, it's. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It kind of looks like the, uh, you know, a wind. Somebody's like kind of like wrapped in this like cloth or something. And uh, the wind is blowing them really far, and uh, they, in their hands, they're kind of holding. Uh, I don't know what what does that teach? It's like a cloth around a. Okay, ball. okay. Let me let me just do this. Good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So basically, you have a sphere, 
that is the solid element in this piece, okay? And the spear is probably about the size, I would say about two feet in diameter, um, maybe even two and a half feet. And then you have uh, what kind of looks like a cloth. This is all probably different types of, or metal, uh, yeah, bronze um, and patinaed bronze. But the, the cloth goes around what's probably the earth. You know, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, it is the earth. Because you can earth. see some of the, the pieces on there that are shiny and that are not shiny. They mix out the glow. So basically, um, this uh, cloth is wrapped around, and this is what this person is holding on with. And it's like they're being blown in the wind. And that's why they're holding on. Yeah. And there's a big sheet that's covering this person's head. And all the way down, you can see their foot. <clears throat> and you can see their hands and to their elbows is... Um, you know, you can see it looks like their feet and their hands, but then everything else is covered by this sheet. And the sheet just makes it look like the wind is, you know, blowing really hard. And of course, coming from Florida, <laughs> where I've been hit by several hurricanes, um, you know, that's that's why it kind of hits home for me. Yeah, um, you know, it's really cool about this statue, man. And is just like, it looks like cloth, man. Like, you know, and uh, I guess yeah. it's not it's by another Italian artist named Lorenzo Quinn. So, you know, I would love know. to see another angle of that because um, it looks like, I guess, they, uh, the only thing holding the earth up is that uh, what looks like the cloth going around it. Because for a minute, it looked like the earth was sitting on something. Mm. But then I realized that was a, a light post that's on the street on the other side of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're going to freak out when you see this. So I just pulled this up right now. So here it is. Right. Yeah, that's what I figured. Wow. That is so cool. It now looks like a wave kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, right? See these 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 are real statues, okay? <laughs> yeah. Not in, not not invisible ones. <laughs> these <laughs> these took time to make other than just coming up with the concept and going, you know what I'll call it? This is what I'll call it. And I'll take some tape and I'll mark it off. Done. Bang. <laughs> yeah. You might have come with the concept of what we're looking at here in that amount of time, but you're talking about um, at least weeks, if not months of work to put together that. Uh, what I'm guessing is, I mean, maybe not bronze, maybe only part of it's bronze. Maybe some of it is um, either just, it's bronze. Like stainless steel. Yeah, it oh, says, it is bronze. Uh, yeah, it says oh, bronze, right. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me pull this up. Pull the muscle. Just doing. <laughs> so again, man. I mean, you, you know, these are. This is beautiful, man. And okay, let's let's not spend too much time on each one because I want to kind of go down the list. The next one is uh, Les Voyagers. Um, this is by a French artist named uh, Bruno Catalano. Okay, and uh, you know, I've seen these. Uh, somewhere or different variations of uh, this, this. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, well, we're looking. At, teach, go ahead and give the description because uh, I'm I'm horrible at this. Okay, so basically, you have um, with, what we're looking at here are two sculptures of a guy holding what looks like a uh, piece of luggage or a large briefcase, and both statues. Um, I would say from above the knee to just below the armpit, um, in is gone except for the left arm that is holding the, the briefcase or suitcase. So what you have is the, the top uh, bust. It looks like a bust with an arm that is holding a suitcase that connects it to the feet. And the feet are connected by a little piece of uh, block on the ground. And yeah, there's two like of them standing next to each other. And they look like they're bronze and they've been patinaed to a, a good degree. Man, I love that, man, that you have this uh, technical knowledge, man. But... At the end of the day, you know, you know, it's it, well, it's cool because it looks like um, you've taken a picture and then just scratched them off a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, man. I mean, this is before the age of the, the computer, so I mean, just to imagine something like this as a concept is just like super crazy, man. Um, you know, I'm just gonna like go. Through, really gonna go go through uh, some of these um, real quick. This one, you might actually know where this is from. Teach what we're looking at here is. This one's called Nope. Maman. No, you don't know what this one. Okay, this one's uh, in, <coughs> this one's in uh, uh, in front of the Guggenheim Museum in Bilboa, Spain. But you know yeah, what? I wouldn't have known that. No, Big old spider-looking thing. Yeah, what it reminds me of isn't there like something like that in this uh, in um, 
in Florida at the Salvador Dali Museum, like in front of that? Uh, haven't, nope, I haven't seen anything like that. Okay, nope. no, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, but anyways, man, I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to these artists that, you know, actually do <laughs> real sculpture. Whoa, that's cool. Uh, Spoonbridge and Cherry. So it's basically, you know, it's literally what it's it is. It's a big old spoon man. that looks like it's been bent. And then with a cherry on the very tip of it, and then looks it's a fucking water fountain. Are you kidding me? So the cherry has a stem, and the cherry looks kind of, um, you know, it's it's more graphic than it is realistic. It's very kind of brown with a stem coming into um, top of the stem. You got water coming out of it. And it's sitting on a lake, a little pond, actually, I would say. And it's yeah, a bridge. So that's in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, basically, too, man. So, I mean, you know, there, there's... You know, we talk about street art a lot, you know what I mean? And like art a little kind of like uh, we paste and stencils. and But, you know, at the end of the day, like these large conceptual ones, man, for the public, man, I like to consider them different uh, form of street art too, man. And uh, um, check this one out. He's Digital Orca, man. Look how oh. sick that one is. Wow. This looks as, nice. basically like an 8-bit, but it's also 3D. So, uh, you know. It, Dude, you um, just said it right there. Perfect. <laughs> It's an 8-bit uh, 3D piece. Yeah. Uh, End it's, of story. It, and it's a Menorca a whale. And it's, I would say, about actual size because you have people standing next to it, and it's huge. This is a, I would by, say that thing's what, how high? About uh, 25 feet high. Yeah. Um, let me see here. It doesn't say how high it is. But it's also steel. And, uh, you know, this is done by Douglas Coupland, and it's in the Canadian city of Vancouver, one of my favorite cities, man. Man, I gotta make an effort to like actually check that out next time I'm in Vancouver, man. Sick. Okay, so balloon flower. This is kind of like a, a Jeff Koons one. It's funny. I mean, like I've just seen like so many of these like. Still nice though. I mean, it's it is nice, like a yeah. total Instagram, you know, selfie pic thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's cool, man? I mean, at the end of the day, the concept <laughs> is really cool too because it looks like rubbery and squishy, even though. You know what uh, though? I do have a ton of respect for it because it takes a ton of time to get that to look like that. Lots of finishing and buffing and finishing and buffing and finishing mm. and buffing and buffing, painting and buffing and painting and buffing and buffing. Whew. Lots. I mean, I mean, if they if they had like a like a concept like this, I mean, they got to take it to several craftsmen to um, like you know. I assume that Jeff Koons probably like you know, he made the mold or something like that of uh, some sort of clay. And then he was like, all right, I want this uh, 10 times bigger or 30 times bigger. Uh, and 30 like times smoother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, you, you know, um, oh, this one's pretty cool too. Check this one out. This is a, uh, architectural fragment. Whoa. Basically it's, uh, it looks like, it's like the corner piece of a building with a capital and, and just a barely part of a column. And then the top corner of the building that have been sliced off at an angle and then just stuck on the ground to where it's about six and a half or seven feet high. And it has three, kind of goes out to three points. And I would say like a triangle has a, a footprint of a triangle. And you know, it's what about it also, 12 it also feet looks, by... It also looks like a Photoshop too, man. It looks like somebody just cropped out the top of the building and they kind of just stuck it there. You, you know what I mean? Like... Well, but if you look at the shadowing, though, you're the right, shadowing you're right. is a pain in the ass if you're going to try to do that. That's true. That's true. So obviously, I mean, you're definitely going to want to watch this if you're listening to what we're talking about right now, because <laughs> hey, man, what I, the fuck are they looking at? <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if they, if they have time, if, whatever people are doing, you, you know, what I mean, but we're talking about some actual sculptures. Ooh, like that's a cool one. one. This one's pretty cool, yeah, man. It's called the Gun. Um, it's created by uh, uh, Carl Frederick. Richardsburg from Luxembourg and it's a gift from the United Nations. What it is is a gun and at the end it's like kind of like the barrel is tied into a knot basically. And that's yeah, I mean, cool I've seen that, this uh, before. You know, they, they put it at the United Nations, man. I, I thought, you know, it's, it's like, you know, we, we have lived in some of the most peaceful times ever since, uh, you know, the United Nations created, man. So I think that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Kind of for us, at least in the Western world. Um, yeah. Freedom Sculpture. All right, these are cool. Cloudgate, who hasn't been? Have you been to Chicago, this Cloudgate thing? I have not seen that there. Mm, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Whenever I go there, it's amazing because you can see your reflection in there. And then, um, you know, it's just like a nice little, like, central piece. And, you know, it's, you know, Chicago's weird, man. It's not like downtown. 
is LA downtown. Downtown LA is like super crime ridden. Downtown Chicago is like the safest, safest, like Millennium Park is like the safest area you can like be in in Chicago, like 24 seven. Oh, I've actually been to this split, this one too, man. Whoa. This is in Prague. Let me, let me try to pull up an image actually. I actually have, um, Dude, how, that is huge. It's huge, but it actually moves. Big too. head. Every single it moves. Yeah, it moves. Let me see if I can, uh, Whoa. find it. Yeah. Um, cause I actually went there in Prague too. And then, um, yeah, man, dude, I can't wait to travel again, man. You know, I'm spending the, uh, no I'm kidding, spending right? the fall in Europe, man. You know, I, I know you're going to Europe too, but, um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go to Europe too, man. So I'm going nice. to, uh, Oh, here it is. I, I see. Check this out. So this is a, a writer named Kafka. And then actually, oh, I've seen this. I've seen this before. Now I remember seeing it. Yeah, so that's so cool. You know, you know, I mean, these are, these are awesome statues, man. So <laughs> <laughs> how I feel when I'm on a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Dude, is oh, she's there. Want to go ahead and let her in and see what she thinks about this uh, invisible statue stuff, man? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let her in, man. Uh, today, our guest is uh, Sia Warfield, man. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to have her on. And uh, one second, I'm going to let her in. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Welcome, Sia. How you doing? That was super smooth. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hi. You know, you know my co-host, teacher, right? Hey, teacher. Nice to see Hello. you. Hello. Know, Thank you so much for joining us today. Where, uh, where are you? I'm in my apartment in Inglewood. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. You know, now, um, uh, I, I'm sorry. What is that behind you? This is a piece of art that I made. It's laser cut pieces of wood that I painted and stenciled. Whoa, that nice. is wicked. So you guys Very both do nice. stencil. Nice. Yeah, nice. thank you. You know, I'm sure um, let's get into a different, uh, we'll get into different tech topics of, of techniques of how you guys do them real quick. I'm but sorry, I, I just, you know, I'm a very visual when I heard someone tunes in, they got a really cool piece of artwork behind them. I always ask about that first. So yeah, that's yeah. how I get started. But right before we saw you in the waiting room coming in, we were talking about how this Italian artist auctioned off his uh, uh, art piece for, you know, $18,000, and it was an invisible what? art piece, you know? Have, did you hear about this in the news, the invisible sculpture? I didn't. <laughs> wow. So basically, we just got to, you know... The, We've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> who knew that's crazy so this guy's basically uh you know known for his invisible sculptures and um you know here's another one this is a buddha in an italian uh, plaza basically as you can see the the square right there on the floor and um <laughs> so i just wanted to share with the uh you know and we've been basically going but through how do you uh, how do you feel about this type of artwork um i mean I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have a strong opinion about it. I think it's, um, it's, it's curious and interesting how people find it valuable. Mm -hmm. hey, I, I Very nice. Great way to put it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Just, it's just fascinating to me. Hey, you know what? I said, hey, guy got paid, you know? The guy, the artist got paid. That's about all I have to say about the piece of artwork. <laughs> right. Um, you know, creative name. Okay. He put that amount of work into it, but um, obviously someone had a little bit too much money. Well, and they didn't get rid of it. It comes down to just marketing. Well, that is, that is what it all comes down to. It's a concept, you know, conceptual art. So, but you know, James and I were also talking about, well, how do you know it hasn't been stolen? Exactly. Like if you put it out there in your yard and everything, and you know they come by to install it rather than they put it where you, you know, where do you like it? You know, like well, out there in the yard would be nice. Kind of, I like how it looked in that courtyard. So just throw on those those paint right over there, right. you know, and then they put it over there, and then you're like, dude, someone just stole it. Where did it go? No, you're like uh, it's a little bit to the left, 
a little bit more, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Exactly. Right there, right there. <laughs> no, wait, turn it this way, turn it this way. A little bit further. Uh, well, he, that's you know, too far. That's too I think, far. Turn yeah. it back the other way. Turn it back the other way. I yeah. think the uh, interesting, uh, the topics of conversation it brings up, one is that we're, I read somewhere that first of all, it's the most environmentally friendly art you've ever yeah. witnessed. Okay. Exactly. So that's very, that's very topical, right? You don't have to worry about yeah. it ever getting broken. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, for the with environment. All the, it's yeah. good for the environment, right? It's like, yeah. nothing, right. So that was what I was reading. But I mean, on a more serious topic of today, you know, people paying for NFTs and yeah videos and things like that right it becomes like a whole like a uh, different kind of like dimension of now it's just like you're what are you known for and like you know what is art and all these concepts right so that you know I branding yeah exactly right so i mean um you know how you know go ahead teach i mean in terms of uh you know nfts like branding what do you what do you how do you feel like well you know here's the thing um it's growing. Mm -hmm. You have enough people that are going to keep it um, relevant. Um, then, you know, I think it's smart to, you know, if there's ways of making NFTs of your work uh, to make that available. I mean, if someone wants to give you some money for some work like that, you, you don't turn that down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, as far as if, I personally am going to invest in cryptocurrency or something like that. No. Well, I but guess I'm if, if there's a possibility of attaining some of it by selling some of my artwork that I can actually turn and use that to purchase something with that is actually I'm going to use, then why not? Well, you can buy the NFT with regular cash too. You don't necessarily only have to buy it. With cryptocurrency too that's the you, you know yeah I mean? but it's gonna be a lot easier to sell it with cryptocurrency um yeah yeah you're right you're right because that's just mm -hmm. like the whole but yeah anyways Sai, how do you feel about that i mean the whole nft and you know um i figure you can you, you know tell us do you offer any of your work any F nfts of your work yet yeah. yet that's a good question um you know i consider and it will you and at the beginning, I explored it as an option and I couldn't figure out the crypto whole maze. It just felt really confusing to me. And um, I stopped there. Um, I'm definitely not one to hop on a bandwagon quickly. I kind of take my time, tiptoe around and um, try not to do what everyone else is doing, basically. Yeah, I feel like, for, you know, especially artists, it's just like, um it's weird when, oh, when it comes to designs and and you know ideas and stuff of course that's for sure but when it comes to selling artwork um you know uh sometimes it might not be a bad idea to check out the bandwagon at least <laughs> that's true that, that's true that's definitely true i figure um nfts is just kind of another avenue it's kind of like street art actually right you can be a mm -hmm. fine artist and then you can also be doing street art and then there's also artists that are just street artists. And then there's artists that are, you know, fine artists that are also NFT artists, right? So this mm -hmm. opens up a whole new avenue of just like a way to express yourself, I would say, right? Before we go any further, may I please uh, ask you how you pronounce your name? Saya. Saya. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool name. Thank you. Um, so when did, uh, when did art happen for you? When did you, you know, basically start doing artwork? I started doing art in uh, high school, but in, in middle school, I was really into theater and performance. So I think that was kind of That's my introduction, yeah. singing, theater, and then moved to photography in high school. When you were a kid, okay. what were some of your favorite, um, you know, do you have a, a favorite musical that you look, remember fondly or a theater, oh, yeah. theater you know? Um, that's a good question. Definitely Cats and Phantom of the Opera when I was a kid. Nice. Classics. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Ooh, okay. Ooh Buffalo. Oh my gosh. You're a tough girl, huh? Definitely. <laughs> Man, uh, the winters, I can't even imagine what the winters must have been like. It was so cozy. We just bundled That's up. That's a, we a had... word that can be used to 
make it sound not so bad, I guess. <laughs> we had snow forts and snowball fights. And, you know, I think the thing about growing up somewhere like Buffalo is it's really drastic. Like the seasons really shape everyone's entire lives. And so during the spring and fall and summer, you just see a resurgence of people kind of coming out and really exploring and nobody takes advantage of any nice weather whatsoever. So I think it's, I th you know, it was, it was definitely a really great place to grow up. I see. Awesome. Well, when did you, when did you leave? I left as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think also so growing nice up there. I know, I was just wondering, like, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, I think growing up there, I just felt this desire to go everywhere. So I think, you know, I traveled a lot after college and. and where'd you go to college? I went to college at SUNY Fredonia, which is like on the border of New York and Pennsylvania. Okay. And I studied photography there. And um, as soon as I could travel, that was kind of a big part of my life for many years. It's just buying a Volkswagen bus, traveling all over the country, just really just getting, just exploring nature and hiking oh, and music and festivals. And it was, it was fun. Especially for the region um, of, that you grew up in, I feel like there's like a lot of like cool little like festivals all along the East Coast. I can, uh, what, what era are, are you talking mm -hmm. about when you're driving, you know, this uh, Volkswagen bus? Can we paint the picture for our audience real quick? Like, oh, like what years was it? Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, like the early something. 2000s. Okay, okay. I see. Awesome. Awesome. And then, um, so you, you, you you just started traveling. Did you go to any other countries than, than the United States? Well, first, I basically saw all of the U.S. and um, spent time in southern Utah, spent time in Boulder, Colorado. Um, nice. And then I started traveling to other countries later, like after nice. I thoroughly explored the U.S. And I went to Brazil uh, Peru, Cuba, Bali, Japan, Thailand, Man. Okay. So Iceland, really Alaska. It was like, it was, I was really committed. Getting a little envy going on over here. Not jelly at all, but you know, that's awesome. <laughs> Before we go any further, uh, out of all the places you traveled to in the United States, what was your uh, favorite? Um, Southern, well, okay, I have three. Southern Utah, Montana yes. and Alaska. Oh man, I hear so many nice things. Alaska. About wait, wait, wait. Why Alaska? Alaska is really dramatic. Like the light there when it's when it's summer. I mean, the solstice in Alaska. It's like you see a sunset at twelve thirty in the morning. It's just I. It's like being on another planet. Oh man, it fucks with me. Yeah, no, totally. Because um. Uh, <laughs> I just remember being, I mean, being. What about the mountains? The mountains are like a lot uh, steeper, right? Hmm. Yes. I mean, I didn't really explore much of the mountains there, but um, I would imagine definitely. Now, isn't there in Alaska like a lot of, like when you're, you know, it's like, I don't know, how many hours of sunshine during the day, like for, for the summer? Well, it depends on what time of year. Yeah, yeah. How does that work? I mean, like, did you have like extra sunshine or was it dark all the time? How long were the days? Yeah, that's what right. I would ask. I was there in August. And so okay. the days were definitely getting um, shorter. But I mm. was in Iceland on the solstice. Okay. And that's when I saw a sunset at at, at like one in the morning. It was, it was unreal. <laughs> yeah, it really wow. fucks in your head, man. Like, you know, sometimes I'm in Europe and then um, I remember like, it was Madrid, Spain. I was, it was like 12 a.m. And then like, that's when people start going out because the mm -hmm. sun's setting, you know what I mean? And you're just like, as an American who's normal, like living a nine to five, right? You know, you're, you're your standard <laughs> work day. It's just like, this is why people take naps there, man. Cause it's too hot to, uh, be out during the daytime they, they, you know so all these places that you went you're you're taking pictures right yes what kind of camera were you using um i had a dslr um right now i shoot with a 5d mark 3 
Um, back then, I mean, I had lots of different cameras. I mean, there was definitely film involved, like at the early times. Nice. Pentax K1000 was one of my first cameras. I, I often <clears throat> did like when I had a dark room, I would do pinhole photography, which I don't know if you've ever explored that, but yeah, I'm 52 fun. years old. Okay. So you, like, you know, I I'm, I'm from the era where like, you know, when I went to art school, I actually went, took a photography class and actually would go in the dark room and print the pictures myself. Yes. You know, and we, we had like these things called Polaroids, you know, you'd take a, a Polaroid. You'd shake and it like this. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. You should rub it, okay? You rub it and it changes the temperature, makes it anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh, you know knowledgeable about uh, the old, the olden ways where you do all these tricks in the dark room with filters and stuff, and yeah. <clears throat> that all you do now is you push a button and it's ding. So, so you start totally off different. You started off with photography and travel. That's it. That goes hand in hand, right? So, I mean, when did, when did like the, you know, I, I get, I'm guessing the When did you become part. a vandal? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Like, wait a second. Hold on a second. This just went from Sally Jesse Raphael to like, you know, <laughs> Vice Squad. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have... I spent a lot of time in San Francisco and I think I was really impacted by the street art in San Francisco. Oh. And one place that really impacted me was Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, um, nice. There's so much street art in that city and they don't buff it off the walls. So Did you it's go to just... Batman Alley in oh, uh, man. Sao Paulo. What is, what's that? Oh, okay. No, here, let me show you. Um, I've been to Sao Paulo, uh, many times actually i i it's 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 you know it's a nice city to visit and um they have this uh yard called batman alley and um last time i went there i was hanging out with like i, I took one of the rappers i was producing. batman and robin <laughs> <laughs> well i mean they, they, they call they call it batman alley because it's like just like this what? these like wow. um huge walls and then this whole area basically too batman themed uh, not necessarily always. I mean, uh, but but there are. Well, you got a like, Joker there. You got a Batman there. You, you know, what I mean. So this is this is one of the cool, um, it, you know, spots. A Batman uh, with Pele. I mean, come on, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's called uh, Beko the Batman, basically. So uh, if you ever, but um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know your time in Brazil. I mean, what year was this when you went down there? I was in Brazil in 2016, okay, and I was right. shooting music videos with a nonprofit. And um, so we were traveling a lot and I just felt like something different about the street art there. It's just, and I don't know if it was just the time of, in my life that, that I was just ready to kind of change into something else, like to explore a new medium. Um, but when I came back, I was still living in San Francisco and I started doing paste-ups of some of my photography. Nice. Ah, okay. How big were the paste-ups? You know, some of them were maybe two feet by i mean it's it was like a thin one it, it was actually my first paste up is one that i still put up it's like a half face so it's kind of like a, i like it because it's a corner piece and so you have to find like the right spot to put it up nice okay is so, that uh nice that's it yeah I've, I've always been drawn to uh to portraits faces and stuff like that and uh especially in street art. Um, I've done several hundred <laughs> portraits of people and everything. Your but stencils what, uh, are, are beautiful, by the way. Like, I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look at me smiling over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, so what is your, if you don't mind, um, letting us know what your process is for, um, for making your, uh, your pastures? Um, you know, that photo is one that I took of a couch surfer that was staying at my apartment in San Francisco. So we did a photo shoot on a rooftop on my friend's rooftop. And this photo was just like, it was something about her face. It was something about it's very striking. So I just, I've been working with that one image since 2017. I mean, I've explored a lot of other pieces in my art 
um, as mm -hmm. far as like variants, but that's kind of the one pay step I always go back to. And, and with me, for me, pay steps, it's like, it's the one part of my art that I don't, it's like effortless. Like I don't put a lot of time and energy into that part. And I put so much time and en energy into so much of everything else I do that it's just like, it's just so fun for me. And it's, it's, it's just, uh, and I love like how well, it's we're therapeutic, kind of, basically. Yes. Yes. And we're all kind of talking to each other when we're out there, like finding each other's work and seeing what different people are, are putting up. So I love that part of the culture as well. It's like a little uh, street conversation. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Most of the times it's kind of cool and goes well, but you know, then every once in a while there's some, what they call beef. <laughs> How? That's true. Teach is familiar with that too. He's definitely in the past when he was. I've been flying, you know, nice and high and clear <laughs> lately. You know what I mean? I, I went through the yeah, time where it uh, got a little bit dangerous there for a little while, but then um, <laughs> luckily, uh, you know, I was more of a um, activist, you know, with my with my pieces that I put in the streets, and therefore the the gangster crews and stuff like that that hated me for teaching everyone the stencil technique, which to them is cheating. Um, you know, they, they finally left me alone because they're like, well, you know, dude ain't trying to do what we're doing. He's not trying to get over, over on us or anything like that. Yep. He's genuinely trying to put a good message out there, stays away from us. Mm -hmm. You know, once I learned all the rules and everything, then everyone was cool. I just pulled up, uh, um, right here, uh, one of your photos from, I guess this is from when you first visited Brazil, right? This is a super cool photo and it has like Ooh, man. graffiti in the background. It really actually um i love the, the focus and depth of field mm -hmm. and really captures kind of like uh the the street of sao paulo definitely because i've definitely been there many times you know what i mean now sao paulo to be honest it's just like it's it can be kind of dangerous like <laughs> in some areas too wouldn't you say saya <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so, absolutely yeah depends on which yep. corner you, you know you, you you turn on so uh um, Hopefully you, know, you had like a baseball hat on, like a big something to because. Well, how tall are you, approximately? Five three. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, my that's every... that's not good. That's you need to definitely have at least uh, one or two people with you if you're going to be, especially here in L.A. Too. I mean, have you ever been out here in L.A. and and felt? Well, she lives know, in Inglewood, which. It's kind of that's like what I'm saying, dude. Now. This is one of the reasons why I'm saying this. Have you ever felt, you know, like you're in danger? Not yet. I really great, great. Follow like, my gut with teacher. everything. I haven't yet, but great. Thanks for saying that. You know. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be careful the next time I go out. Whenever I was in Sao Paulo, any of my Brazilian friends, they basically tell me, and this is like, this is just like uh, street smarts to the max. They said, whenever you see a car. Uh, I mean, sorry, a uh, motorcycle with two people on it. Get the fuck out of there, basically. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I've it, even heard that. You know what I mean? Because one person is, uh, uh, you know, going to rob you and the other person is going to, you know, get away with you. Get away. <laughs> Too. So I've had, you know, they told me about like really interesting stories there. But I just feel like it's like, damn, growing up in L.A., you never hear that kind of story. So it's a different level of street smarts, too, out there. So pretty brave of you to go out there. Do you like know any people or did you just go out there by yourself? I was traveling with um, four other artists and oh. we were working on on music videos for a nonprofit. Yeah. So yeah. I had four men with me. So okay. it was perfect. So very it was sad. really nice. Yeah. What kind of music were they making? Uh, traditional Brazilian music. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Okay. Brazil? I have no idea what that sounds yeah, what like, that but I'm sure it involves say. a little bit of the Brazilian language and <laughs> Brazilian beautiful music. music you like you know samba is really famous in brazil mm -hmm. basically and also like um what is it called the bossa nova jazz man i mean like i literally listen to that every single morning for breakfast when i um oh, yeah. you, you know bossa nova jazz is like one of my it's like the chillest like you know if you ever girl from empanema like it's like one of the most famous yeah, songs. yeah you know like that style of jazz man it's unfortunately it's not so popular in brazil. personally i like metallica you know with the twins in the morning when we're having breakfast and you start <laughs> banging our heads on the on some the, whiskey you know. in a jar man like yeah why yeah. not yeah you know? <laughs> that's, that's heavy metal son what kind of music are you into Saya? i mean since we're on the topic um i have been listening to a lot of down tempo 
Okay, down tempo, like uh, like electronic stuff, or exactly. Okay, cool, nice. cool, cool. Yeah, nice. It's like music in the background. I also love eighties. I love nineties. Okay, nice, nice, nice. What about when you were growing up? What kind of stuff did you listen to? Yeah, what in the eighties and nineties? When I'm assuming that's like when you're you know growing up. Yeah, I mean, I think my first um, CD was probably Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. <laughs> So, so we have a better idea of who you were when you were younger too now <laughs> exactly metallica uh def leopard nice, nice. wow see i In said high something and i grabbed and i went for it and i wasn't too far off exactly huh? you were you were right you were exactly now, those bands are on their uh reunion tours now you know what i mean and it's like it's nice because it's like you know i love this guy so once. much he makes me feel so young sometimes, you know? Hey, I still like that. I still like him. I'm just saying. But it's cool to, you know, be able to see Def Leppard and, uh, you know, Molly Crew together. All these, you know, all these bands playing on one ticket again, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The Geritol squad, right? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. So basically, after I just want to, because you said Brazil inspired you so much that you got started with street art, you know, and then. This is another early paster that you did. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about this um, one in San Francisco, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's another um, photo shoot that we had in San Francisco. And I had this idea to do um, a series of tattooed hands. And um, so that was just like, and I didn't realize until after, but if you read the tattoo on his hands, it says eyes, eyes open. open. And so, you know, I just felt like it was so fitting. And, and oh. um, so wait, is this another couch surfer? Because I'm just wondering, like, no. I got a question. people here. Let me no. sleep on your couch. <laughs> no, exactly. Come here, I want to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. I love that piece, though. That's a really cool image. Thank you. Teacher and I often talk about like what you're trying to communicate with your look, you know, and most people who have a tattooed hands, you know, they're trying to communicate a certain message with their look, right, Teach? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, usually mostly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I had to ask. But that's, but, well, I want to go back because, like, wait, this whole couch surfing thing, I mean, obviously it's, you know, um, she inspired you a lot to kind of do your first piece, right? I mean, like, is this something I've never, I've heard of it, but I don't, you know, I've never done it myself or like met anybody that's done it. Like, <coughs> you know, what's your experience been with um, uh, couch surfing and have you done it yourself as well? I have never done it myself. Okay. So what inspired you? I have, I have done it actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Okay. So you tell us about your experience and uh, what, what year was this? This is a total, you know different time basically. well i would say the year was <coughs> basically from about uh when i was 18 or 19 until about 34 35 years old <laughs> <laughs> that was the year <laughs> of couch surfing <laughs> Nice, man. You've come a long way. I was man. a professional, bro. No, you don't understand. I was the kind of couch surfer that these days I could have marketed myself, bro. Like, I would go and hang out with friends for two or three weeks at a time, and I would make sure that while I was there, I would fix something in their house. Yeah. I redid a friend of mine's bathroom one time. Took the toilet out because it was wobbling. Like, the, the, the little wax rim and everything was destroyed. I had to take out the flooring and everything. So, yeah, dude, people used to love having me, and they never wanted me to leave, you know? They're like, you know, we got this other thing that's kind of fucked up over here. You think yeah. you can take a look at it, you know? And it's like, uh, God, it's time for me to move on, you know? I was a little nomadic, you could say, when I was younger. But, uh, dude, what made that possible was being a bit of a renaissance man and being able to be a handyman and fix shit around people's houses and knowing, you know, how to handle that. You're you're a resident artist for those people in, in in some senses, kind of, right? You stay at their couch. Well, no, see, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. See, oh, okay. I was not that friendly with my artwork. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and that's because I'd already had some very rich people already paid good amounts of money for my artwork. So, um, 
you know, I, I wanted to have respect for, for those people, you know, I, having me help you work on something on your house is one thing, but if you want a piece of my artwork, that's a completely different thing. Mm -hmm. That's for business. Sure. And it's a business that I've been in for 52 years. And my rate comes from being a professional for, you know, that long. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's go back to the pay steps real quick. I saw this Actually, one. I got a question uh, okay. about the pay steps. Um, what I meant by your, your, your process that you go through, um, like, you know, some people, they, they take a picture and then they, they blow it up or whatever. Um, it looked like, uh, some of the pieces you had added color to. Um, which, uh, here, let me see. I, I'm you talking about the, um, are you talking about my, my recent work? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that process is called image transfer, That's and so what I'm, I I'm, yeah. So I'm actually taking one of my photographs, and yeah, printing it, and then applying matte medium to the surface that I'm putting it on, and then matte medium to um, the photo, and then putting it on, and then scraping all, rolling all of the paper off and um just leaving the image oh nice nice yeah get an amazing effect too i love oh, it wow it's so Thank cool you. normally i feel like whenever people are doing that it's not an original image but in your case it's a photograph it is dude it it's is totally an original image right? technically you know I mean? because yeah. yeah yeah um when you're doing the transfer um you're never going to be able to get the same exact transfer you know there's always going to be some brush marks that are different or the way it's taken off or the surface that it's being put on. So um, image transferring can be, there's some amazing things that can be done with it. And I think that is awesome to use it for, uh, for street art because um, as you see, the effect it gives is, is amazing. Not to um, mention she took the picture herself too, normal in, in a lot of cases. So um, yeah, like that. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You know, super cool. Yeah. You know, that's a very cool technique. And uh, um, it's, it's, I mean, when did you start doing the, uh, I mean, the electric boxes? I did my, actually the one that you were just showing in Glendale is the first one that I did. And that was in October. Oh. This past October? Mm-hmm. Wow, nice. And since then I did one in North Hollywood, two in Delray, and I'm working on one in Sherman Oaks right now. Nice. Nice. That's near me. We got a yeah, lot of people there. in those was... areas listening to this podcast. So here's the one I just pulled up from North Hollywood. Um, it's the same one, but like we get to kind of see the whole process. Um, it's it so cool. Fruition. It's so cool. It's so detailed too. Yeah, it takes... You just get such a beautiful effect with it too. I mean... Thank you. Yeah. yeah, the colors shine, you know, showing through are always so different. So just working with the stencils and figuring out the placement of everything. Yeah, it's always different. That's awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> That's okay. Nice so to have me... you in the community. We can always use more people like you. Thank you. It's it's great to be here. I mean, everyone I've met particularly in the last year since I've really started to just focus on art full time has been amazing. So I feel like really welcomed and just like happy to be a part of it. There's some great ones out there. There really are. And when you get uh, hooked up in the, in the right with the right people, um, you know, you get the right kind of encouragement and, and nurturing the environment around you. Um, yeah, it can be a great thing. Um, here's a question. <laughs> uh someone asked me if i could ever see myself you know quitting doing street art just like yeah maybe once i'm dead um have you have you done enough to to or can you ever see yourself stopping doing this like getting sick and tired of doing artwork that's out on the street not I mean, I don't think that I could say no now because I just love, I love, a, I love the rush that I get when I'm doing it. And I love the impact that the community shows while I'm there working. And I also love 
how people respond to it. Like those three things are such, such a, a win. Like I just feel so good. I feel like it's such a positive direction for me to be heading in. Awesome. I, I like to call it, um, at least what I've heard, uh, uh, neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. um, you ever heard of that? Explain to me what you mean by that. What I, the way I've heard it explained to me, neuroplasticity is anytime you do something for somebody or for some people and you're not looking for anything in return from mm -hmm. them, you know, and you, and you can see that it, that it helps or you know that it helps, basically that puts you in good spirits. Mm -hmm. And that in itself has a physical healing effect. You know what I mean? Like people have been able to heal themselves from horrible, you know, wounds and, and experiences just by doing that, just by basically paying it forward, if you want to say it another way. You know, you go out and do some great things for people and don't expect, don't even expect a thank you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like when people do things anonymously or whatever, it has, you know, been researched and uh, mentioned, uh, proven, you could say. Um, that there is a physically healing effect to it. And it's one of the reasons why I, I still do street art and always, always will, you know, because there's been moments that I've had this where it's like, wow, I was feeling down and now I'm feeling 10 times better. So, yeah, I hear you on that one. The feedback from the community, it must be like the best part um, too, because especially it's like, I used to think it's like before Instagram, when people start doing uh, street art, it's like, why do they do that? <laughs> you know, because you don't actually get. You don't actually Can you get hear my feedback. kids in the background screaming now? No, I can't. Uh, okay. I, gotta, I'm just I stuffed saying, the like, towel under the damn door over here. I can still hear them. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I, I'm usually in my garage in my studio, and but it's like you know 111 degrees outside today and. It's just going to be way too hot to do it in there. So I'm in my wife's uh, office, you can call it or whatever, getting, getting ready for her film. And it's actually inside the house. So the, you didn't hear that? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, is it time for teacher checkout today? <laughs> it's, yeah, dude, they're, yeah, okay. Oh, dude, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming close. over an hour, man. We're coming close. We're coming close. We started a little bit early because we were talking wow. about uh, all different statues, man. But, uh, it, uh, I mean, Sai, is there, um, you, you know, we're looking forward to having a lot of your, more of your stuff, seeing more of your stuff around Los Angeles. I think it's awesome that, uh, you know, I just want to bring up. We'd love thing. to have you participate in one of our events we're having coming up, too, you know, if you're uh, able to make it. Would yeah, love yeah. to. Absolutely. Yeah, just come out. We've been trying to put an event together um teach is going to be gone for the summer so it's going to be tough for us to um, kind of put something together um while he's gone but uh well you know in the fall there's no rush to this and uh we're down to dude get who wants to do an event right now anyway it's 300 million degrees outside <laughs> that's true no, let's wait till it cools off a little bit so it'll be cool yeah yeah definitely the last one was so much fun man and we got to meet you last time and um you know you know, I, I love that you're part of the community now and um you know we'd love to have you out again next definitely time. looking forward to seeing uh, some more of your your work out there um thank you and what's uh what's the best way for people to get in touch with you saya s-y-a-w-a-r-f-i-e-l-d saya warfield on instagram or just sayawarfield.com yeah hell yeah that's awesome that's awesome and uh like I said, you know, we'll catch you at the next event and, go, you know, go check out her art. There's some cool stuff going on. And I love these photos and these photo transfers. So uh, we got a lot of cool pieces going on, too. And got that's some not... learned how to, you know, getting the people interested in a new uh, form of medium. You know, yeah, that's, that's uh, the, 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 the photo transfer is can be a game changer for people. That's for sure. That's Absolutely. true. I don't know any L.A. artists that uh, uh, use that as their main uh, uh, medium. So that's definitely unique. So hell yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It's It's been so nice to be here. And I love the Go spray paint. Like it's definitely my go-to spray paint. So uh, thank you for that. that. <laughs> Thanks for giving that to me when we met. Yeah, no, next time next time we see you, we'll give you some more cans. And, uh, you, you know, they have, are available for purchase and they uh, help support this show. So uh, just go to Go Spray Paint 
on Instagram, and you can find the link to buy a box to uh, help support this show as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for giving us that plug, Saya. And uh, like I said, there's more where that came from. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thanks again for uh, for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, definitely. It's um, lovely to be here. So for to the audience, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us at PTTP Show on Instagram. And um, that's pretty much it. Love you guys. Take care and peace. 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 Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.